Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, all right. On the line, we have Phil Murphy, ESPN Sports Centre anchor. And Phil, it doesn't get much bigger than the NFL playoffs. And I'm a massive fan, as I'm sure you're about to figure out during this interview. But Phil, there's kickoff, we believe, in the Buffalo Bills versus the Steelers this morning. The snow didn't get the better of them, but it's been a wild weekend, hasn't it? Yeah, the snow, the snow got the better of them for about a day and a half. This game was supposed to be yesterday and it would have kicked off you know 5 a.m uh by you all so a little bit more convenient viewing today and today is actually a national holiday in, in the u.s uh, they, they should have a full uh, allotment of fans there even though it's early arvo and buffalo but um yeah it was a, a city that's known for snow and wind it was just a little too much to put on an event of that magnitude so the game pushes back about what 26 hours 27 hours or so and i think that favors the home bills actually they're a team that Love to throw the ball uh, with Josh Allen, their big-bodied, big-armed quarterback. Wind and snow yesterday would have made that a challenge and I think would have leveled the playing field a bit for the Steelers, a team that they're still – I mean, they're on their third quarterback this season. They run the ball well, uh, but I think the, the postponement favors the Bills. But the entire AFC is waiting to see. The NFL – in the next round of the playoffs, reseeds the teams and yeah. the the Steelers being the lowest remaining seed. If they do pull the upset, they're going to Baltimore, and, and if they don't, the Bills will be at home. So I actually have two different flights booked for Friday, depending on where I'm going. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. waiting as much as anybody to see who wins this thing. Oh, uh, that's very interesting. I want to delve back to yesterday though. Before we talk, you're outside Tampa Stadium for the Bucks game against the Eagles today. But let's talk yesterday because. I don't know about you, but Jordan Love, when when the Green Bay Packers make the move from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, it must be so hard for a young quarterback to come into the NFL, not only just to play and play well, but to go into your first playoff game and have a perfect passer rating, be up 27-0 and embarrass the Dallas Cowboys. Yesterday was remarkable viewing, 48-32 the final score. Yeah, it was a perfect passer rating, and it was the perfect scenario for Jordan Love. If he dreamt up uh, the ideal circumstances for his first play- playoff game, it's that. On the road, not expected to do much against the defense. That it, there, there was reason to believe that he and the Packers would have had success, but um, the, the level of success that the Packers defense had in the, in the first half is what was truly surprising. Like you mentioned, 27-0 up. But Jordan Love leading this roster of the Packers, which is the youngest in the NFL, uh, and they're the, the youngest to make a playoff berth in almost 50 years, 40, 48, 49 years, they've a team, they're a team that's gotten better as the season's gone on. They won six of their last eight games in the regular season, and that is very related to Jordan Love's maturation as a quarterback. In the last eight weeks, he had 18 touchdowns to just one interception. Then he goes to Dallas. Three touchdowns, no picks, 272 yards, and he would have thrown for more if they weren't so inclined to run the ball in the final quarter and a half. And now people are looking around saying, how deep can Jordan Love take this team? That's the big question. And they go from the two-seed Packers from frying pan into fire next week. They're at the 49ers who are uh, have the bye in the NFC. But it is one of the more surprising stories of the NFL season, how quickly this Packers team has come along and it has fans in, in Green Bay excited, certainly for next week, but more for the next decade of this franchise because you mentioned it. Even before Aaron Rodgers, 
they had Brett Favre for 15 years. That's yeah. 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback, two guys starting. That's it. And then all the weight and the shadow was on Jordan Love, and he goes out and he blows away expectations. And, and now, again, Green Bay, very optimistic for the future and you know playing with house money for a game in five days' time in San Francisco. Yeah, and so many other teams clamoring for a quarterback that can at least give them one or two seasons, let alone you know, 15 years. And Jordan Love looks every bit that sort of player. What about on the other side of that game, just before we move on to the Lions and the Rams, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott and coach Mike McCarthy, the hot seat just comes when you've got Jerry Jones as your owner and you are the team of America, as they're often referred to. Do you think it's time for Dallas to move on or are those two safe in their jobs? I don't think they're safe. And not to say that they will move on, but Jerry Jones is always going to say all the right things for 48 hours or so after the loss. You know, hey, you know, we, we're proud of our season. Uh, we hold ourselves to a high standard. We didn't match that today, but we showed character in the loss and yada, yada, yada. The dust is going to settle in the midweek. And there is a recently uh, a, a coach who recently left his, his perch in New England, who is his name is going to loom over the offseason. And I think every owner is going to look at his coaching scenario and saying, would we be improved if we had Bill Belichick as our head coach? Yeah. Dallas is not exempt from that. And you even throw in uh, Harbaugh in Michigan, the University of Michigan head coach, who's interviewing now with the Los Angeles Chargers, according to our Adam Schefter. He's somebody who can carry the mantle and had a lot of success in the pro games in San Francisco. Took San Francisco to a Super Bowl. Um, which they ultimately lost to the Ravens a, a little over a decade ago. But uh, Mike McCarthy is really going to be measured against some hot coaching names. And candidly, I, I, I think it's 50-50 at best if he, if he survives it. He's had enough time to build a team, and, and this isn't the first playoff disappointment for Dallas. They've, they've gone up against some tremendous quarterback performances. But you mentioned it, America's team, they haven't been to a conference championship game since 1995. In the NFC, the only two teams with a longer such drought are the Commanders, which then went by a different nickname, and the Lions, who are now favored to reach a conference championship game because they're going to be at home next weekend against the winner of today's game, Bucks and Eagles. Yeah, tell us about that game yesterday that they won, the Lions and the Rams. That was a very tight finish. It was, and I mean, we knew it was going to be just because of the two quarterbacks. And I mean, so many, so many fun storylines going into that game. You quarterbacks who were traded for each other, uh, amongst other things, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff trading places, and then Stafford takes the Rams to a Super Bowl. The, the, the player who Detroit drafted in 2009, and you got to understand, I mean, we did a misery rankings on ESPN, a fan misery index and uh, on, on ESPN NFL Blitz, our weekly show, and Mike Tannenbaum, our analyst and ESPN front office insider, said the Detroit fans are the most miserable in the NFL based on what they've been through. Zero Super Bowl berths. One playoff win in more than 60 years. They just ended a drought that went back to 1991. But even prior to that, you had to go back to the late 1950s to find a playoff game that Detroit had won. So you have fans. I mean, they had guys that were octogenarians. They had a fan up there who was a season ticket holder for 66 years, and he's seen one playoff win. One. Yeah. And so for that, for that long-suffering franchise to go out and win as they did against a very capable opponent, a familiar opponent, uh, Matthew Stafford, and to, to put the game away as they did, listen, they, did, they didn't sprint through the finish line. They scored three points in the second half. But Dan Campbell, the head coach there, has established an identity, 
And he was somebody who us media types here in the U.S. were kind of making fun of a little bit. When he took the job, he had some weird idioms and weird sayings, and he was kind of quirky. Like, when you walk into his office, it doesn't say head coach or anything of that nature. It says, Dan Campbell, the dude. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes subject to some punchline. But, but now all these videos are emerging of those early days in Detroit where he's just going to his players and saying, men, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to practice a little differently here. You're, you're not going to love it, but just trust me. Stay with me. I'm going to get us to where we want to be. Just, I'm not crazy. He even said, I'm not crazy. Please trust me. And now it's paying off. And it's one of the cooler stories in the NFL this year. And like I said, they're going to be at home in five days' time. The, the Lions were thinking, we got a playoff home game for the first time in 30 years, won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years. Awesome. Well, now they get another one. So uh, we get to run it back in five days. It, 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 Ford Field is going to be electric in six days, irrespective of who wins today's game in Bucks and Eagles. Yeah. Phil, there was fans crying in the stands yesterday. It was pretty magic to see. And you referenced it. Uh, we were talking about favorite docos, sporting docos here in Australia. But one of my favorites – around the world is hard knocks and a lot of the generic NFL fans around the world fell in love with the Lions and Dan Campbell in particular but this offense is humming with Jared Goff they got Sam Laporta a rookie tight end and Jameer Gibbs along with David Montgomery it's a it's a well-oiled machine and great fun to watch just before we let you go what's your prediction for today's games and particularly the Tampa uh, game that you're going to be at? Well, I, I, I kind of alluded to uh, the, the game that's ongoing that just kicked off over on ESPN, the Bills-Steelers game. I think the, the refresh conditions should make it favorable for the Bills. I'd be very surprised if the Steelers won. I haven't canceled my second flight yet. I'll wait a little bit, but I think the Bills <laughs> will pull that off. Today in Tampa, this is, this is a funky one. These teams played on this field 16 weeks ago, Monday Night Football Week 3. And the Eagles were dominant. They, they outgained the Bucks by almost 300 yards. It was their biggest single-game yardage advantage in 15 years. But there were some cracks in the foundation shown there. They struggled in the red zone. Jalen Hurts threw a couple of interceptions against the Blitz, which is now the big red flag with Jalen Hurts. He can't handle pressure. And Jordan Mailata, Sydney's own, he not only said, hey, we got to get better against the Blitz, but he said, hey, I'm, I'll, take, I'll take suggestions. And I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. If you guys yeah. know what we can do better, let us know. So I don't, I'm not terribly confident the Eagles are going to pull this off. The Bucks are slight underdogs, and even though they don't have a reputation of, of ha- having a fortress in the playoffs, they're only 5-5 five and five in playoff home games. As I sit here outside the stadium, a lot of, a lot of red around me right now, I think the Bucks are going to get it done only just. But like I said, uh, th- there's, there are a number of different ways this, thing, this one can go. The Eagles, if they can establish the running game and get going downhill, that, that's going to work in their favor. I don't have a ton of confidence either way. No matter how this goes, I'm probably going to be a little bit surprised in the second half, but sitting here just now, I think the Bucks win a close, high-scoring, fun game. Yeah, and there's storylines everywhere in this one as well. Baker Mayfield at quarterback and A.J. Brown out for the Eagles. So that one starts 12.15 p.m. local time on ESPN. Thanks for your time this morning, Phil. Enjoy the games today. Thank you. You enjoy the games as well. Cheers. Thanks, Phil. Uh, We're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers.